This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, let's talk about what the federal government is doing. And and by the way, I've heard from numerous people about how seamless the Canada Emergency Response Benefit Program is. and, And that's amazing. I mean, that deserves some recognition. Federal civil servants built that whole system in just a couple of weeks. It is processing claims like crazy. It is working. And big shout out to federal civil servants out there for all the work that they have been doing to make sure Canadians get money uh, as fast as they possibly can. Uh, Another note, also today from the federal government, in just a few minutes, officials are going to be holding a technical briefing on COVID-19 data modeling. For more on that, we're joined now by David Aiken, our Global News Chief Political Correspondent in Ottawa. Good morning, David. Morning, Simi. Yeah, and, and you know that shout out to civil servants. Good point. But also, it's worth noting that the organizations sending out and processing these these CERB uh, checks, CERBs, it's the Canada Revenue Agency. And what are they normally doing at this time of the year? Well, they're taking in 15 million tax returns and sending in about 10 million checks. So for them, it's kind of like, well, this is a day in the yeah. office. It's just a different kind of check. But it is amazing that it's gone so yeah. well. It's terrific. I've been reading about it and how they just grabbed people from different departments, right, that had slowdowns, like from Passport Canada, and just put them all to work. So I, I, they really do. They did an amazing job. Uh, but you've got a, me- a media briefing coming up today. I'm sure you're going to be covering this as well. What's going on with this briefing? Well, this is something that uh, the the Prime Minister has been pressed to provide for a couple of weeks now, which is a best-case, worst-case scenario in terms of uh, infection rates across the country, deaths that we're going to see from this across the country. And, of course, the whole point of this is having these, these two scenarios is it helps politicians make the case and presumably helps uh, us, uh, the citizens, understand the rationale for why we're taking the measures we're taking, why we're making the sacrifices we're making. We just saw the latest job numbers from, uh, from um, uh, Statistics Canada out for just the third week in March, just one week alone. You know, a million Canadians, surprise, yeah. surprise, uh, were out of work, and the unemployment rate shot up from 5.5% to nearly 8%. Um, so why are we making all these sacrifices? Well, we have these models that say if we don't make these sacrifices, you know, we're looking at tens and hundreds of thousands of more people dying. We make these, we continue to make these sacrifices, we have X number of people dying. We do more, we'll have fewer people dying. And I, I don't know there's going to be anything revelatory in the actual numbers from the federal model because we've seen B.C. provide these numbers. We've seen Alberta provide these numbers, Ontario and Quebec. So, I mean, our four biggest provinces have already provided their best-case, worst-case scenarios and have told their populations about it. And, and they're grim numbers. I mean, uh, uh, I just because Alberta's in my head because they released mm-hmm. theirs two days ago. Alberta's got something like 27 deaths right now. And in the current scenario, they're looking at 6,600 by the end of the summer, 27 Ooh. to 6,600. And everybody wants to see if we can, that, that's not a foregone conclusion. We want to try and bring that number down. And so there may be additional measures that everybody's going to have to take to prevent more people from dying. And that's what these models are really all about. Right. One of the criticisms I know that the B.C. government has actually had of the federal government is uh, monitoring people who are arriving from international destinations. Is that something the federal government is ever going to talk about? Uh, we've asked the Prime Minister about this, and I can tell you that people at uh, Premier Horgan's cabinet table have not been impressed with what the Prime Minister has said. But yesterday, I think the country took notice of what Premier Horgan announced, which is, you probably heard, yep. uh, is that if you're, a, if you're coming across a border into B.C., land crossing or an airport, you're going to get a form. It's a B.C. government form, and it's on that form you're going to spell out what your 
plan is to self-isolate for 14 days. And if the government official looks at your plan and doesn't like it, they'll give you a plan. And this is a plan, if you fail, if you break any of this, it's like a contract. If you break your covenant, uh, you can be prosecuted. So Premier Horgan's, uh, like a lot of premiers, wants to see uh, a little tough, a little more attention paid to our border crossings, more attention paid to assess the health of incoming travelers, and then more attention paid to making sure those travelers do what they're told to do, which is to isolate for 14 days. You may have seen uh, on the other end of the country, uh, Premier McNeil in, in Nova Scotia, you know, he had this viral clip, a down-home East Coast kind of saying, stay the blazes home is what he's been trying yeah. to put out there, and uh, and that's, I mean, John Horgan has the same message in slightly different language. So Canada couldn't enforce this, I understand. Were officials warning Canada about this early on? They were, and we, we Global News got a hold of some uh, thousands of pages of documents that the House of Commons Health, Health Committee uh, looked at this week, and among those was a memo written in, in January from Health Canada saying, you know, wait a minute, thousands of people are arriving, thousands Thousands of people arriving from China, from the province in China, Hubei province, where this originated. And we don't know where they're going. We don't have the ability to process them. We're overwhelmed here. That was January that the warning went out. Of course, since then, we've obviously seen the border tighten up. But yes, it looks like there were early warning signs to do something. Again, Prime Minister Trudeau got asked about this yesterday, and his point was, the government followed the best advice of its scientists at the time, and continues to do so. And Yes, there's going to be lots of time down the road for looking back and figuring out what uh, we could have done better, um, and that's certainly one of them. But I guess right now is premiers, Horgan and Kenny, next door in Alberta, are both saying, let's, let's pay more attention now to what's coming across the border. Yes, let's. All right, David, thank you. Okay, thanks, Amy. Cheers.